Hey everyone, before we get started with episode 19, which I'm really excited about, I just wanted to remind you of a couple things that we have the New Year's episode coming up on New Year's Day, and I'm asking to hear from you for that episode. What I would like to hear? Well, I want to hear about what you're looking forward to in 2020 and season 13. Since both are starting around the same time, that means that we have something to look forward to, and I would like to hear what your goals are for both of those. Where would you like to be by the end of Season 13 and in 2020? To let me and the community know and to be featured on the podcast on New Year's Day, go to anchor.fm slash chasinggc, leave me a voice message, and I will be sure to play it on the podcast, as long as it's appropriate. And of course, you can also download the Anchor app and find the podcast on there and leave me a voicemail message directly on your phone. I've already heard from a few of you and I'm excited to hear from a lot more and put together something really cool to feature you guys that have been listening to the podcast for a while. Without all of you out there on the internet, this wouldn't be possible. I'd have no reason to continue. And so I just want to have a way to get back. And this was the first thing that came to my mind. Speaking of giving back, if you send in a voice message to me, I will put you in a giveaway as well. I will be giving away 2,000 credits, that's one black market item or a bunch of other stuff if you want, to one person that sends in a voice message. I will pick from all of the people that send in a message and uh, you have a chance to win 2,000 credits for just sharing what you're looking forward to achieving in Season 13 and the entire year of 2020. So take a few minutes and drop me a message. Speaking of messages, I got a few answers from people on Twitter over the past week of previous questions, and I just thought I would read a couple, both from Tiger on Twitter. He, uh, in response to the combo question, said, I think an undefinable skill that I am realizing is tied to when I play better is fast, real-time analysis of my teammates and then opponents, although sometimes I don't have the brain power for it to work. Well, Tiger, I appreciate the answer and just keep practicing because I know that I struggle with that sometimes and it's all about just focusing on getting better in every single game. And Tiger also said to Derek, who asked what kind of content people would like to see, I would like to see instructional content on ways to make free play time more challenging and productive. Thanks, Tiger, for those answers. Thank you again to everybody that is out there listening to the show. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Just this past week, we crossed 5,000 downloads in the 19 episodes that I put out, which is just so, so cool. Anyways, speaking of episode 19, roll the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 19 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. When we were at 17, I was like, wow, I'm getting kind of close to 20. But now that I'm doing 19, 20 is just next week. It's hard to believe that uh, this has been going for 20 happy episodes now. Uh, and I am thrilled to have my guests here today. Uh, again, he connected, he semi-connected us to uh to me to a past guest Swayze uh and then he was like oh you guys might have something to talk about which we did and it was enjoyable and then I was like well what am I doing I need to get him on the podcast <laughs> he is a excellent YouTuber uh, obviously a fan and player of Rocket League I've enjoyed his past stuff and I'm just uh, thrilled to see what kind of nonsense we get into over this podcast Quad Nick Nick thank you so much for joining me on the show. 
Yeah, my pleasure. Although I'm kind of wanting to leave at this point, have someone else come in so I can be on the 20th anniversary. I think that would be better for me personally. Well, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I think I'd feel more special that way, possibly. I, I could just skip 19. I mean, it's my show. I do what I want. I mean, what has 19 ever done for anybody? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was it was the first two numbers of the century that we were born in. I guess that was kind of a big deal. I guess. And it kind of is the number of this year and all the things that happened this year. There's a lot of good stuff happened this year. Uh, okay, I'll be on 19. Fine, you talked me okay. into it. Okay, good. We're we're off to a great start. Well, yes. Thank you so much again for joining me. So let's let's start a little bit easy into the conversation. Let's just flow into it nice and slowly. Tell me a little bit about your experience with Rocket League. Let's let's get a little bit more familiar with where we're at with the game. So tell okay. me, how many hours do you have? When did you start playing? Like, what is your relationship with Rocket League? So I first saw it in like June of 2015. I saw a guy called H2O Delirious. He was playing it with his friends and uh, I thought it looked really cool. And But I was worried that it was a game I wouldn't be able to play because I have to be very selective about my games. Um, I mean, with the Steam refund, I'm able to be a little more adventurous now, but at the time I kind of didn't want to pick up anything that I didn't think I'd be able to play and it looked a little complicated, but then a friend of mine got it. He was enjoying it, wanted me to come in. So I came in and found it surprisingly easier to pick up than I thought it would be. So I got into it and I've been playing since then. I really, really wish I got in on the alpha cause I'd be a rich man today, <laughs> but I am now at, let me bring up, Steam and Rocket League. Oh, I'm at 2,652 hours. Okay. Yeah, I'm, and, at, I'm like right over 2,800. Okay. And what's the highest rank you've hit? Well, I, uh, I snuck up on Champ 3 for like a week. And I just did my placements and placed into Diamond 3. Got back into Champ put out a tweet that I was not going to be diamond at all for the rest of the season, immediately went back to diamond three, but now I am champ one and will hopefully stay in champ and go up from there. Well, I'm about 148 hours less than you. And my max has been diamond two in threes playing with my champ friends, which may or may not have a little bit of boosting involved. Um, I mean, I handle my own. I don't just sit around and, you know, I'm not just there to look good or for moral support. I do my job. I participate. But I would say that on my own, I, I would say I'm more like Diamond 1, probably like low to mid Diamond 1 after 2,600 freaking hours. So for those people, just in case there are people that aren't familiar with you out there in the Rocket League community, because, you know, not everybody knows everybody. And I pay a lot of attention to Rocket League content 
and YouTubers and things of that nature. Uh, why don't you give people a little bit of a background on yourself just so we have some good context for the conversation as well? Okay. So I didn't really plan on being a YouTuber. And the only reason I am is because I pitched an idea to Sunless Con about comparing my replays to normal people's replays and calling it are you better than a quadriplegic originally i said are you better than a cripple but i told him if he wanted to be pc friendly he could go with the quadriplegic route and of course he did probably a smart choice but uh so while we were setting it all up and getting it recorded and all the talking we were doing during the process we both thought that that video had a good chance of sending people over to my channel. So uh, I had been uploading for like the 10 years prior, but I only uploaded to YouTube as like a type of cloud storage. I made funny moments videos with the Rockstar editor playing like GTA 4 and Ballad of Gay Tony with my friend. And I'd edit all the clips together, playing with the camera settings and make them look like a movie and stuff just to make funny videos and yeah so i uploaded to youtube just in case my hard drive crashed i was hell on wheels 357 because i just thought that was hilarious <laughs> um but i knew if i was gonna do youtube i needed to catch your name i needed something better than hell on wheels because you know when you have a long name people always shorten it when they refer to you and I, out of hell on wheels, I would want someone to call me wheels, but everyone called me hell and it really annoyed me. So on steam, I just changed my name to wheels and, but that's just, it's too cliche for a handicapped person in a wheelchair to be called wheels. So I was talking to my brother about it. We were going over some names. We had settled on quadriplegic. So, huh? You know, okay. Cause I don't know if you got that or not, but it's my injury. And my name. Yeah. Pretty genius. All mushed. I love mushing <laughs> words together. So I ran that by Sunless and he's like, well, have you thought about Quadnik? And I was just like, dude, I love you. Like he, not only he's did a, he make me, but he named me as well. So marketing genius, that guy. He is. And he's done that for quite a few people. I mean, uh, he brought, uh, Moz edits, you know, he got him introduced to Sandman and he blew up before, unfortunately, he left YouTube. I miss Moz. He was a hell of a guy. But um, anyway, so yeah, we were, we were right. People came over. Um, I put out a video before Sunless put his out just so people would have something relevant to watch if they came over. It was called uh, Watch a Cripple Play Rocket League, I think. And... Uh, that just like it got like 17,000 views or something close to that. And I, I remember because that night I went out to pizza with went out to the pizza place with my parents and I was just ignoring them and the pizza and just scrolling with my phone and like uh, responding to every comment and just like cheesing hella hard, just smiling ear to ear. And uh, yeah, I just kind of like got so many subs from that so quick and just decided to go with it and just start making videos and stuff. Nice. Yeah, that it's a it's it's always cool when something can spawn out of a good idea. And you've been going hard ever since putting out uh, all kinds of videos. And you you don't just do Rocket League stuff. Uh 
but uh, I think the majority of it has been Rocket League over the past few years. That's yeah, that's something I had a struggle with. I decided early on that I didn't want to be a Rocket League only YouTuber because I play too many games, too many different games to only do Rocket League content. Mm -hmm. And I could just see myself getting burnt out on it and just hating the game and hating what I'm doing because I'm stuck doing the same game all the time. I mean, I love Rocket League. I always come back to it, but I mean, I play anything and everything. And what got me into making videos, what got me passionate about it was just making like funny moments videos or just regular gameplay videos. That's what I really enjoy. And I don't think I can really put my all into a channel if I'm not doing what I enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's everybody. That's a very good point. Like you, you got to be able to do what you enjoy and what makes you happy or you're not going to put everything into it. Right. So let's now, now that we got that out of the way and everybody has a good idea of where you're coming from, uh, how you, so you play on just a keyboard. Yeah, I have a laptop and since my hands don't work, the whole quadriplegic business, um, I use these finger splints that I was taught how to make in uh, Santa Clara Valley Medical Center, where I spent three months for rehab, they taught us how to make these finger splints out of like a, a pliable material. You get it uh, hot and wet, and then it's like malleable, and then wrap it around the finger, twist off the end, and stick a uh, like surgical tubing on the end of it, and you got yourself a finger splint. It's like molded to my fingers. And so it just goes on my pointer fingers. So I play with two fingers essentially. And uh, yeah, I just use that to tap the keys on my laptop keyboard. And how quickly once you started playing the game, did you adapt to the controls that you have now? Or was it a process? Did you go through a few different iterations? Or like once you put things where you wanted them, you felt pretty good about it? It was a pretty long process because I had a, a set uh, keyboard configuration that I had been using for quite a few years before Rocket League came about. And um, I pretty much played uh, exclusively Grand Theft Auto for the longest time until my friend like expanded my horizons and started getting me into other games. But so in that time before Rocket League, I'd already developed like a, a base for my keyboard controls and a very short uh, description would be right control to go forward and to go back B is left M is right. And then I use the mouse pad to like look around or whatever. Um, so I, I use that basic uh, platform to go into this game, but over the years of playing it, I, I made subtle changes that really up my game. For instance, changing, leaning the car back in the air, changing that from N to right alt so that, you know, my each hand has its own job. My left hand covers B through M in the space bar to jump. My right hand covers right control and shift uh, for driving forward and E-brake. 
So my left hand was doing all the work for the longest time. I was turning, backing up, you know, uh, leaning back, jumping. So changing lean back to right alt, which is right next to right control, uh, that made it so I could lean back a lot quicker since I'm not relying on my left hand anymore, which my left hand also does uh, V for boost. So doing that and then changing my air roll keys to comma and plus and giving my right hand more of the job, you know, taking some off my left hand, it just really boosted what I was capable of doing. No pun intended. What did I say? I missed it. <laughs> I was, you said I it, was, you were in it and you were doing a great job. Uh, you said it really boosted your potential. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of tuning out of even what I was saying. So I can only that just means you were that just means you were in the zone. So (laughs) sorry to take you out of it. uh, But I can't pass up a good pun. Oh, no, me neither. So I think that's really interesting. I I so are you are you only ever pushing one button at a time with each hand? Or like, are are you able to uh, configure a way that you can push more than one button? Or is it really just like back and forth? I'm always are very frequently pressing more than one button, but it's on complete accident and it really screws me up. Got it. So, so it's never purposeful. It, n- not usually. Like when it was my left hand's job to do like side flips um, on keyboard, your left and right turn key is also uh, how you would do a side flip, you know, jump, hold down the left turn key, hit jump again. Right. So what I used to do was I would jump with my left finger, then put my left finger on B to turn left and then roll it downward. So I'm still holding B. And as I roll down, it hits space so that I'm pressing both at the same time and I'll do a side jump. And as you can imagine, that was not very accurate. Yeah. I, I would miss them all the time. So switching it up to my right hand and freeing up my left, that helped a lot. But I, I do press it on accident a lot or miss them completely a lot. But there is sometimes where I do wish I could accurately put, press more more than one key at once because being able to do angle flips would really increase my game because right oh, now sure. it's just forward flips and side flips. So if I'm not you know directly coming towards a ball or directly next to a ball, you know I, I'll do a side flip to so I touch the ball, but it doesn't have any power. That's where a, an angle flip would really help. Right. And sometimes it happens quite frequently, actually, where I'll do an angle flip on accident, but it's like the perfect time to accidentally do an angle flip. I actually have a GIF on GIF Your Game for it, where I just boom the ball from my net all the way to the other net with an accidental angle, angle flip. Nice. That's awesome. You came from primarily Grand Theft Auto, which... Did you play online? Did you do races? Were you, is there anything that you can be like really competitive with in Grand Theft Auto or was it mostly just like doing missions, you know, enjoying the game and and things of that nature at your own pace? Yeah, it started out as just single player. I was just trying to see what I could do. Uh, It started out with my mom getting me a Toshiba laptop just to fart around with. And when I started getting better with it, I started playing like flash games and stuff. And I was like, I could really do this. So, you know, fast forward, I sweet talk my way into getting an Alienware gaming PC. So then I get uh, Grand Theft Auto and it just started out as me 
learning how to play. And then uh, my friend came into it and this is pre GTA five Grand Theft Auto. So it, you know, online was different. It was just like a sandbox. Really. You could get a trainer so you could get all the guns you want spawn cars, that kind of stuff. So we just play around and, you know, drive around and uh, hit jumps, kill pedestrians, you know, just classic screw, Grand Theft Auto around, stuff. just screw around in the most glorious ways and just get hilarious clips. And I would save those clips with the replay buffer in the game. And then when we were done playing for the night, I'd go into the Rockstar editor and start messing with the cameras and you know, make the camera uh, move from one spot to another during a scene, throw in slow motion, you know, zoom in. It's it's like directing a movie, really. And it just really got me into editing things to make them look better. And I just really fell in love with it. So then I picked up an actual editing software so I could put all these together with music and stuff like that. And now we're back to, like, the first question you asked me. I told you I ramble. Yeah, I I was just thinking, okay, let's get back to it. Yeah. So going from something that was more just a casual thing that you can play at your own pace, like Rocket League is a lot different because you're playing with other people online. It's competitive. You want to win. I guess my first question is, like, would you consider yourself a pretty competitive person? Before the accident, Absolutely. Uh, but it's also cause I was confident. I knew, uh, I was always really athletic. I was very sure of myself and I was able to back it up. So I was very competitive. I also grew up with a older brother, so I was pretty much forced to be competitive. I, um, I can appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, in video games too because we grew up on playstation we started with sega genesis and um uh, it's why my lucky number is two and my favorite color is green is because he was always player one and i was always green player two um but yeah i was very competitive but after the accident and not being so good with my controls um i i didn't play competitive for the longest time i didn't even play online in rocket league for the longest time, I would force my friends to play bots with me. I was scared. I didn't want to. I didn't want to embarrass myself. But eventually, I finally took the plunge and never turned back. So what was it like for you? In, and I, I'd love to hear all the different aspects of it. Uh, what was it like learning how to play the game? You know, What did you do to keep yourself motivated or was it just a natural motivation because you know you were so intrigued by the game but what was it like just getting down the basics initially well uh, like i said i played bots and i still have replays from like 2015 um and if i could have named replays back then it would have been like sick uh, half court goal or insane long goal and all it is is like a horrible 50-50 and the ball rolls into the opponent's net at 5 <laughs> miles an hour and I think I'm amazing <laughs> but as far as motivation goes that was all that was all on Rocket League I mean that game it just it just has a way of sucking you in and making you want to give it your all and do your best and I just 
I mean, I kind of miss it back then because me, all my friends, we all sucked. And it was the most fun I ever had in the game because no one cared about competition. It was just having fun and doing stupid stuff, trying to hit the ball and just laughing. Just, God, I'd never laughed so much in a game. Like my brother and I playing 1v1 and just laughing our asses off because we haven't touched the ball in the last 30 seconds, even though we're really trying to touch the ball. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it just, uh, as I got more confident, as I started making changes to my controls, um, I kept wanting to get better. And I remember when I was playing online with my friends, uh, for the longest time, I don't know how many hours, but it was quite a bit. I was an all time goalie. I never Mm. left the net. Well, hardly ever. I was always in the net. That was my spot. And I was good at it. I was a great goalie. Um, When I would go to sleep at night or when I'd lay down to go to sleep, I would be in the net and there would be shots being taken at me as I'm in the net. And I would be trying to control my car to block the shots. And the craziest thing was I was not controlling the shots. It was completely random what part of the net they were going to, what speed they were going at. And I used to laugh about it as I'm sitting there mentally playing goalie that it's like my brain was just throwing shots at me that I had to defend. I was just completely sucked into that game. You weren't actually playing the game, but you were thinking about maneuvering. I I was just lying down with my eyes closed and like daydreaming it pretty much. You were just visualizing. Yeah, exactly. And it was completely random. I mean, that's a really good way to get better at something, though, like visualizing it and practicing it mentally. I've heard I've heard stories of professional piano players that, you know, would have a concert that they need to play. They've never practiced. And I can't I can't remember exactly what this was, but I heard a story somebody shared that, you know, they would look at the music and act as if the their tray table on a plane was a piano and they would practice it and you know they would always just be practicing and visualizing playing something even if they don't have the piano in front of them i mean there's there's tons of science behind visualization so it's really interesting that you did that passionate about something yeah and And do you feel like that helped oh yeah yeah i mean i i would wake up the next day and when I was able to play the game, I would pretty much go into it. And uh, like, if I saved a shot a certain way, I would open my eyes in kind of like an aha moment. Like I could maneuver my car in this direction to do this kind of block. And then I would go in and try and recreate it. It was really weird. It was kind of almost a little troubling in a sense. Like I thought I might be going crazy. Like I might not be passionate about the game. I might be obsessive, Yeah, but it never went too far. Which is, which is good (laughs) that it didn't go too, too far, but you still have, you know, 2,600 hours. So you've gone a reasonable amount far. Yeah. So then what, what was it, what flipped in your mind where you're like, okay, it's time. I, I need to play this online against other people. It was my friends pretty much telling me to just join them. And I mean, I may have been a little sheepish, but I still can't 
with all my manhood ex- allow that and not, you know, well, screw you. I'll show you kind of thing. You know, my pride can't take a hit like that. So I joined them and, uh, I, I got yelled at quite a bit, not by my friends, but when I, you know, my confidence grew enough to where I would solo queue. Oh my God. I would get flamed super hardcore by some people just, you know, at, just how are you blank rank? Just hit the ball or, you know, are you even trying get out of ranked? You shouldn't be here. You know, you shouldn't ruin other people's opportunities, you know, just to make yourself feel good or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult, but I, I never would. Okay. Hardly ever would bring up my disability. Cause I just felt like that was kind of a, a crutch, kind of like a, an excuse Mm-hmm. Um, cause I knew what I was capable of and it was just a bad game. So I couldn't, I just didn't want to, but there were times where people were bad enough to where I had to make them feel like a, a jerk and that some, it, sometimes it made me feel better, but most of the time I wish I just never would have said anything at all. Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm going to let my dogs out. This is my podcast now. And we're going to talk about staples. Staples get a bad rap these days. I mean, who even uses staples anymore? Do you? I didn't think so. So next time you're having a hard time keeping things together, you feel like everything is kind of disorganized, grab a staple. Staple it. You'll feel a lot better. Trust me. This message was brought to you by Staples. The staple company by staples. Thank you for that message from our sponsor. Getting back to the show. (laughs) You were there. I thought you were gone. I was at the end. I was like, is he talking to himself? No, (laughs) he just got my first sponsor. I was envisioning Uh, more shots being taken at me. I was starting to lose it. Hashtag fake ad. Uh, (laughs) Anyways. So I think this is really intriguing. So now that you have, obviously plenty of hours behind you or even go maybe back if you can remember how long did it take you to get over the whole idea of like making mistakes or you know being in ranked and just being a part of that because you said you were scared then you ripped off that band-aid you started doing it so how quickly were you like okay this is just what I do now pretty quick um I think it was for the first time uh, the game clicked for me. Uh, I was just explaining this to my friend today that uh, my brother too, when we get better at something, we don't typically like gradually get better. It usually just clicks for us and we just kind of jump a skill level or two. So I think the first time the game clicked for me and my abilities uh, increased a good amount, I had that confidence to just say, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. And like, I, I got over the fear pretty fast, especially when I got it in my head that 90% of maybe not 90, but you know, a good amount of the player base are just a bunch of jerks and I don't need to care about what they have to say. That was a big part of it. Yeah. I think that's, a very good point. Like 
at the end of the day, you, I mean, I never want to ruin somebody's experience. And yeah, I feel bad when I have a bad game and I've played plenty of games where my teammates have had bad games and I live, I'm cool with it. Like it is what it is. You just got to go on to the next one and, and keep going. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to paint myself as some like Gandhi of Rocket League or anything, but when I see someone having a bad game and they're feeling really self-conscious about it and, you know, they're typing in team chat and apologizing and they're like, they're ready. They're ready for me to just like start going off on them. But, you know, I, I reassure them instead, give them like a confidence boost and, you know, let them know it's all good. And we, we always play better when that happens. I mean, I have yeah. a friend of mine, he goes by ghosted uh, me and my BFF pooted the guy that got me out of Grand Theft Auto and in uh, other games. Uh, he, him and I were playing doubles in rocket league and we faced off against this team and the guy on the other team said we were the first one, first team he's played against that haven't been toxic. And he asked if he could party up with us. So we obviously said no. I'm just kidding. We brought him on. And... <laughs> we obviously said no. <laughs> <laughs> we brought him on and we were playing together and got him into voice chat and we were getting along real well. And that was, God, that was like four years ago. And now we're all very close friends. And you said so that was, was ghosted? Yeah, that was ghosted. He was oh, that's the one cool. saying that we were the only toxic team, he's, or non-toxic team that he's met. And yeah, from then till now, we're like best friends. The whole group of us, there's, we have our, like our own private Discord that we inhabit and play games together and stuff. So I, I have a few friends that I met online only. And or, I mean, I'm as close with them as any friend I met in real life. I mean, it's 2019. Let's just say it how it is. Like, yeah. internet friends are basically More the same thing. Now. Yeah. And so I went to a wedding for one of my friends uh, that I have that I had only met through Rocket League. We had I had never met him in real life. He got married this past summer, and my wife and I went to his wedding. Uh, and the people that I work with were like, You've never met this guy and you're going to his wedding. And the thing about it is when I come home every day, like I'm coming home, but then I sit down at my computer and my friends sit down at their computer and then we're talking and doing things together. Like I get to hang out with my friends every night and I can do it from home. Like, yeah, they're just as much friends as anybody that I know in real life. Or quote unquote in real life in a physical yeah. form as opposed to like yeah. on the computer. So, I mean, I don't need to get on that soapbox for this because, you know, we're all in the same boat playing online video games. But I think it's just very interesting that we still compare things to quote unquote in real life friends when it's almost more of a significant relationship than somebody, you know, that we see every six months. But we know them, quote unquote, in real life. Yeah, I mean, depending on how much time you spend on the computer, you're likely to have more time with those friends than your IRL friends. Yep, 100%. And so, that's definitely my case. Yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's really cool. That is 100% a feel-good story. So it's cool that you guys still hang out and are able to do that together. And I see this ghosted guy was in your most recent uh, Are You Better Than a Quadriplegic uh, <laughs> Rocket League episode. Kind of. I haven't, I haven't wa- well, it's a short well, one, so I don't necessarily know what it is. Quick story there. He, uh, he got picked for the Are You Better Than a Quad series, um, and we could not figure out a date to play. Uh, I was having hard times um, in that time frame and, you know, some other stuff with him. So we just couldn't find a time. And then he went to Japan for vacation for three weeks. So all that video is, is a re-roll of what I call the quad picker, which is just a random name picker to choose the next contestant. Uh. But I kind of, uh, uh, like trash talk ghosted a bit in it and there may or may not be an animated dog that poops on his name <laughs> during that video yeah your content is definitely not as work friendly as my content is <laughs> disclaimer yeah. that anybody that decides to go check out his stuff um, yeah dark humor. i'm a, i yeah i'm a little bit more uh on the lighter side of things i'll say that <laughs> Uh, so going back to Rocket League, when you got into competitive for the first time after your placements, where did you place the first time? Um, that would be, I want to say silver. Okay. No, it was like prospect or one of those. It was way back then. Oh, so you're like old school, old school. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, I also started right around that time. Was it, was bronze a thing then? I can't remember. Was it prospect? Gosh, what were the ranks back then? It was then? like rising star, what, but that was like higher. God, yeah, I don't, I don't remember anymore, but Google intensifies. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so it was prospect, challenger, rising yes. star, champion. Yes. And so, yeah, it was prospect because I couldn't, I I think I got up to challenger like once, but I didn't hold it very long. Yeah. I can't remember when they switched from these. Was it season, maybe season three that they went to the bronze, silver, gold? Um, Uh, Yeah, I think so. Because I remember season three was like the longest season there was. And people were getting grand champ. Everyone's was complaining because people were getting grand champ and they didn't feel it was legitimate. So I would say that was when they had the new ranking system. Yeah, that was at that least was then the meme, or before then. The meme season. Yeah, so I think that in season two, I just barely got into Rising Star. And I think you got the rewards for the highest strength that you got or at that time it was possibly like you got the rewards for wherever you ended the season so i somehow snuck my way into rising star and got rising star rewards for season two and was just over the moon but that was on my playstation account so i don't have those rewards anymore 
I want to say it's the highest you achieved, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Do you remember what the rewards were for that one? Oh, no, not at all. Cause I think I wheels, have, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Because I have... Um, no, I'm thinking of season three. Because season three had those like wide... Wait, no, it was season two. Yeah, because... Okay, so yeah, I had those wheels, and then I think I got up to Challenger because they're gold. Uh, okay. White and gold. But cool. The season reward I'm most proud of is the bronze uh, crown that I have. Um, I didn't. Man, those crowns play, are awesome. I didn't play ranked all that much. I wasn't really interested in it, but I played it enough to be able to get that reward, and I'm just I'm so happy about that. I love that bronze crown. The crowns are really cool from season one. Yeah. Yeah, they're I really made like cool. A, I made a whole bronze mobile that just has a bunch of different, from a bunch of different seasons, all the bronze stuff with that crown as the the shining jewel on top of my car. You need to use the season 12 decal. Have you put that on your car yet? Yeah, I made a, I made a car with it because again, I didn't, I didn't, I hardly did ranked at all. That's the only one I got for this season was the bronze and uh, it I had a hard time trying to make it with an octane, but it looked really good on the, uh, God, what's the, the rat rod. Rat uh, rod. Yeah. The, it's like a, you know, I don't know 19, what a rat rod 19, is. It's like a 1930s Chevy coupe chop top, no engine cover. The, uh, Oh, what is that called? I think it, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of the car. Yeah, it's the one that. Oh, this is killing me. No, my. That really Googling. sticks out far in front. There's somebody that's listening to this podcast right now Just that's screaming. screaming. Yeah, it's this. It's this. Not many people use that car, right? No, they really don't. And I've seen some videos where they label it as the worst car in the game. Um, and of course, I have archived it with the backfire. Yes, God, I was just using it okay. today. The backfire. Yeah, I did not know the name of that car. Yeah, the decal I've never touched really it. Good on that car. Okay, so you started at Prospect. And now you're diamond two. So what has the, like, what is the practice been like? Would you say that you have put in time specifically focused on practicing or is it just from playing a lot? Like what has your growth been like through, through the years? Well, it really, yeah, it changed a lot. Um, once I got over the fact that, you know, the good old days are gone and I'm no longer going to have that everyone sucks. So it's just fun to play all the time mentality. Um, I decided to get a little more serious about it. I mean, I still, I only play the game if I'm having fun. I mm -hmm. hardly ever get tilted. And if I do, I stop playing, but um, I am a little more serious about it now. I want to do well. I want to get better. Um, but in that aspect, Sunless, to plug him again, has been a huge help. The videos he's made, the why you suck, but mainly his um, training videos and how to get better, those kind of things. I pretty much followed those 
uh, to a T and tried all the things he was talking about. And from there, seeing other people's videos and what they suggest. And after taking all that information, I have, you know, I've just moved on to what I think works best for me. And it's just a lot of free play. I mean, it's pretty much what anyone does. Free play, training packs, dribble challenge. Just, but now my gameplay has changed again. I'd say the clicks I was talking about where I just get better. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've gone through maybe four of those uh, during my time in Rocket League. And I just had my fifth recently. Nice. Uh, I just, and it, and it really is just like flipping a switch. Cause I, I had the like platinum mentality of hit the ball as hard as you can. Every chance you have, you know, you're coming up on the ball, you got a wide open field, bang it, just blast it, aim for the net, screw it. Don't even aim, just hit it, hit it hard. And that's how I always played. But I was playing and just, I came up on the ball. I was about to do it. And I just thought, well, actually let me slow it down and just think of a way to get it past this guy so I can keep it in front of me. So I just started playing smarter. And then not too long after that. And by that, I mean like three days ago, I randomly came across uh, Rizzo's road to GC series. And I came across the episode when he like first got in a diamond or something and I figured screw it I'll watch it I don't usually watch those but I watched that episode and the way he was playing was exactly how I um was wanting to play and the fact that the whole time he's doing it he's explaining what he's doing why he's doing it and giving general tips for each rank that he goes through and I was just like wow this is this is very helpful. So I started over from the beginning and watched the whole thing in like a couple of days and that, that's helped me a lot. So yeah, I'm just really trying to, to play smarter now and it's, it's helping a lot. I was playing with a champ two champ two or three friend of mine today in doubles and I was playing up at his level and we were kicking some serious ass. That's awesome. Yeah, those Rizzo videos are amazing. I've talked about them five or six times uh, in the past on this podcast with people because those those are some of the best Rocket League videos I've seen on YouTube. Like they have just been extremely valuable to me. I think the information in them is really good. He explains things really well, and the best part is he tries his best, you know, to play as that level and then correct yeah. the things that are easy to correct so that people can get better. Yeah, exactly. I, I strongly recommend uh, those videos. And I think it's great that they were an inspiration to you and kind of helped you take that next step forward. Yeah, um, I don't I don't follow the esports scene very closely. Um, I mean, back in the day, I was a big G two fan. Well, I was a big uh, uh, Cosmic Aftershock fan because I related with Gibbs a lot because he was their goalie back when esports teams had goalies. Sure. And so you know, I related really heavy to that. So I was a big fan of them. Um, but you know, these days. I don't follow it that close, but one of the players I really do like is Rizzo, and that's partly just because of the person he is. But 
a lot of it's because of his dad. Um, I went to the Vegas RLCS and that was actually like one of our only chances to meet Ghosted in person, but he ended up being a stupid and couldn't make it. But anyway, <laughs> um, as we were leaving on one of the days, uh, I look up and I see this guy just standing there, just staring me down. And my first thought is, okay, this is creepy. But then, then that was just for a split second. After that, you know, I saw the expression on his face and he just looked like a nice guy. And now he was smiling. He was looking at me with like admiration. So he starts walking up to me and I'm like, okay, this is happening. I wonder where this is going to go. And he somewhat shyly hands me a picture and says, here, I want you to have this. And it's a signed picture of Rizzo by Rizzo. And that's when I realized it was Rizzo's dad. And I looked up at him and thanked him. And he gave me a pat on the shoulder and said, no problem, bud. And I, you know, those may not have been his exact words, but I was just thinking how cool that was. You know, that's a, just a really proud dad that, you know, is just going around and handing out signed pictures of his son. Like that's really, I just thought that was so cool. I still have that picture. That's a really good story. I appreciate you sharing that. So what would you say are some of your biggest weaknesses right now in your game? Like what are some of the mistakes that you see yourself make on a consistent basis? Other than the things I can't really help such as pressing the wrong keys or missing the keys. My biggest issue is reading bounces, Mm. whether it's off the flat sidewall, whether it's off the backboard or whether it's off the freaking corner Oh, I hate corners. I have a really hard time reading the bounce. And like when it's a corner, when it hits the corner, I literally, I just sit there and wait for the bounce. Then I'll attack. Mm -hmm. I've learned my lesson not to go before I know where the ball is going to go. I can't guess it. It's just, it doesn't happen. Do you have Bacchus mod? Yes. And I've been using that. So I would, have you done like a training where you just shoot the ball in the corner and put on the variation so that it just sends it a little bit different so you can practice those reads? Um, not to that extent. What I have done is, um, and this is something I just like recently realized I need to work on and have been trying to work on it, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to do it. But The corners, you mean? Yeah, like just okay. reads in general. So what I've been doing is um, lately I'll go into training and – press two on the keyboard so that it'll take it off the backboard, um, you Mm. know, baby steps. Um, I have tried training packs, uh, where it's reading bounces, but my issue with trading training packs is that when you first start, you have that, uh, line that shows you where the ball is going to go, but it's, it's at least for me, it's like impossible for me to, even understand what that is actually going to look like. So I'll move my car to start the, to let the ball go and it'll do a bounce. I'll try and read it. And then after that, now I know exactly what it's going to do. So it kind of defeats the purpose because the very first time is what I need to work on. But you know, I, it, I just, it just doesn't work well for me because I just, 
you know, the first one is screwed up and then everything after that, I know what's going to happen. So I will talk more about that later because I don't really know how to set that up, but that sounds like it would help a lot. Oh yeah. With the variance, it helps a lot. Uh, One thing that I've noticed in my own game is I've been trying to play a little bit faster and just work on my overall positioning in games, getting that a little bit more consistent and valuable uh, to be in more valuable places on a more consistent basis. And I've ended up around the goal and haven't been able to finish shots. So Mm -hmm. like I'll have games that I have, you know, four or five, six shots and only one goal. Um, Right. And obviously I would like to be able to convert those. So being able to hit the ball at a better angle uh, quicker and adjust my car a little bit quicker. And I've never used it much, to be honest, but I just had an episode that will be posted by the time this is posted, but it isn't posted yet with Silent Echo, the former ghost RLCS coach. And he said one of the best things that you can do for muscle memory is practice in training packs with variants. And so I set up a little training pack for myself um, in front of the goal. So I had to make quick reactions and the variance is just enough where it's quite different in a very, especially if you're moving in a very small space okay. and it helped a lot. Uh, I have so, used variance then. Cause I remember I used to do a training pack all the time just cause it was fun. It was like uh, off the wall aerials or um, air dribbles or something. It was only like three, uh, three shots on different parts of the wall, but it was just really fun to play. Um, and I remember one time I was playing with the variant settings on that one window of Bakke's mod, and I forgot I did that, and I was getting pissed because it was always changing on me every time. So, okay, I do know what you're talking about now with the variants. And yeah, that would be a good idea for like the corner reads or just really any training pack in general. Yeah. And speed is something that uh, I worked on a while back and have been getting better with. My issue is that, you know, two fingers is, uh, you know, it's, it's a big handicap. So, for instance, I can't turn and boost at the same time because that's both things I do with my left hand and rocket league still hasn't implemented, um, multiple inputs for the same, uh, action, which is something I've been asking for, for a while now. I hope they do it eventually. Cause you know, some games you can add two keys for the same function. So if I could have something I can, you know, use with my right hand for boost, it would really help in that situation. But anyway, um, but how many I, different keys do you use? I use quickly, uh, I'd say like ones that are really useful, like 10. I wonder if you could use something like a stream deck, because if you like hold one of those keys down, it stays down and you can create hotkeys. So you could make a hotkey that pushes down two buttons at the same time like it simulates pushing down two buttons even if you're just pushing one i use um auto hotkey for things okay. like that and uh my auto hotkey folder is like 300 
different auto hockeys long because uh, it's getting a little better these days with you know uh, handicap features like mm-hmm. and uh, even normal people like using it, but toggle aim, toggle sprinting, uh, toggle crouch, sure, or you know that that sort of thing. So I use auto hockey to make keys toggleable when the game won't allow it. So I have tried that before with Rocket League, but when I the problem I run into is that in Rocket League, um, reaction time and speed, like uh, hand-eye coordination and speed of actually pressing the keys is very essential. So to yeah. do that, you know, it would have to be on a different key than the ones that I'm using. And everything is clustered in one little area so close together uh, yeah so when i did that i had keys that were really close by something like h j or k you know it's right above b and m and m but in game in the moment that i need to use it it might as well it feels like it's miles away and yeah. I, I could just never use it reliably the mm-hmm. one auto hotkey the only one that i use for rocket league is to hold down my boost and I only use that for kickoffs because in any other any other time it's just it's more hurtful than helpful and yeah every so often I will have that my boost will be stuck on because of that auto hockey and it leads to some very frustrating but funny moments where <laughs> I had one the other day where I was uh, I had no boost I was hustling back to the net. There was a, a floater going towards the net and I was just about to jump. I was going to make the save. It was going to be an awesome save, but I ran over a boost pad right before I jumped and my auto hotkey, Jesus, my auto hotkey had my boost stuck down. So I hit that boost pad and just went flying off into oh, the wrong no. direction and the ball sailed past and I got some what a saves and everything. The classic Rocket League response. Oh, yeah. The classic passive-aggressive response. I don't even know if that's passive. That's, I mean, it's pretty blatant. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go back to what you said earlier about how you only play when you're having fun or when you're happy. And you once you get tilted, like you're done. So what are the what are the things that get you tilted in in rocket league um honestly it's just me if i'm having so a lot of my skill uh depends on how my computer is sitting in front of me because um as of right now i game from my hospital bed uh the only thing that's hospital i mean it's a tempur-pedic mattress but it's a frame that, you know, the, it, the head sits up and that kind of stuff. So I can be in a uh, sitting position. And then I use a lap desk, which is just like a tray with like a pad underneath it that has beads inside for, you know, softness and whatnot. So my computer sits on that lap desk on top of my lap as I'm sitting up in my bed. And... Uh, I play better when my computer is like slightly higher in the back than the front. So it's at somewhat of an angle. Sure. And my computer has to be in a certain spot. Like I remember looking at esports like CSGO where the keyboard and mouse pe- people would, they had their keyboard at like a super harsh uh, angle, like a rotation 
And I always thought that was kind of weird, but I'm one of those people now. It's mm -hmm. not at that crazy, but my computer is to, rotated to the left. Um, so if my computer's not sitting just right, then everything I'm talking about with pressing the wrong keys or just missing the keys, that happens very frequently, mm -hmm. too frequently. And I have a really bad habit of accidentally jumping because the space bar is freaking massive. So mm. when I'm having game after game where I'm just screwing up from not putting my fingers in the right places, that's what gets me insanely mad because I know what I'm capable of in this game. I know what I can do and I know how to do it. I just can't get myself to actually do it because of the way things are situated. So when I'm having bad games like that, it can really piss me off. And yeah. when that happens, I just know I shouldn't be playing right now and I'll stop. But rarely it is other people. Um, honestly, one of my favorite things in the game, only because it's so common, is coming across a team of shit talkers and making them forfeit because me and my team beat them so bad. That is like my favorite thing. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, at the end of little giants, you know, beating the bad guys or the yeah. classic, like comedy sports movie where you face somebody really evil and whatever at the beginning and you lose, but then everybody gets together and works really hard Rallies. and then at yeah. the end you win yeah that's exactly how that yeah. feels and i bring that up because um i it's not you know coming across those jerks that would make me rage and quit i, I never quit because of that that only makes me want to play harder and better um but teammates coming across horrible teammates that are just super toxic and unforgiving that does it occasionally, but the majority of the time it's just me. And if I'm not performing well, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. Yeah. I, I feel you there. And I think I am certainly in that boat as well. And I've just gotten to the point where I tell myself that a right now, you know, I'm, I'm champ one right now. I've been champ two, I've been champ three and I want to get all the way to grand champ and to get there, there are going to be mistakes along the way. And I'm still very much in a learning phase. I'm still very much figuring things out. So if I make some mistakes along the way, that's just going to be the way that it is. And the process. yeah, I mean, if, if it happens a lot, obviously that's more upsetting than not. And at the same time, I do my best to just take them as learning opportunities, Absolutely. which is more easier said than done. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, so I'm curious, you know, where you're at right now. And you said that you only got your bronze rewards last season. And of course, you do play a lot of other games. You're not necessarily like grinding your head off like I am all the time, but what what do you see as like your current goal or what you aspire to long term with the game of Rocket League? Well, I actually metaphorically stepped away from the game for a while 
and it wasn't necessarily because of the game itself. Um, as I did that metaphorical joke, just catch up to you. I heard you giggle. I but did. Oh, <laughs> recently, um, I was having a lot of issues that prevented me from playing much of anything. Like my grandpa had fallen. He became paralyzed himself. And so I was going to see him a lot in the rehab facility he was in. And then uh, not long after that, my van, we were pulling into my college. I was going to my gym class and uh, we got hit by a jackass running the stop sign. So it totaled my van, screwed up my back. And then uh, not long after that, I mean, it's nowhere near as severe as those last two things, but it was enough to add to the stress. The uh, external hard drive that I had that had like all of my recordings and clips from the past, like, you know, however many years, all the stuff I had for YouTube that was just waiting to become content that fell and broke with all of that content on it. So all of that happened in the span of like two months. So it just felt like everything was against me and everything was going wrong. And the stress of it all was just taking its toll on me. So I pretty much didn't do a whole lot of gaming i definitely didn't do a whole lot of uploading and it's just now finally starting to turn back around and uh get better but now that it's over i'm getting back into the game and uh like recently i started a team called triple cripple uh to play in the uh indie gaming league uh fall circuit and we did pretty well. We went, we made it into the playoffs with a one in five record because everybody made it into playoffs because I guess there wasn't that many people, but it's not like we were getting stomped the whole time. I mean, every single match we played, we went to game five. We always, nice. kicked ass. we kicked ass in the first two games and then we kind of fell apart and then it would go to game five and we would get our heads back in it, but just couldn't close it. And unfortunately, the only win we got was because the team got disqualified for missing too many matches. But our first playoff game, we swept them three to zero. Uh, and that was because to help a friend out with some gifts for a video he was making, I was looking at my replays and I noticed that I spent so much time on my side, my half of the field being defensive. And like I would make plays if the plays arise, but I really wasn't being aggressive at all. I spent so much time in the backfield. So I decided to play a little more aggressive and rotate more and, you know, be smart about it. And it really helped. It wasn't just me. My teammates were doing fantastic as well. And we just killed them. But then the playoff game after that, we got, I wouldn't say stomped, but we lost. We were all having issues, but we're going to go back into it for the winter and, spring and we're just going to keep going but um now that i'm getting back into the game and now that it clicked again and i'm playing smarter i'm excited about the game again and i really want to grind the ranked this season and see how high i can go nice so i'm curious if you have an idea so you were diamond two before yeah so, I mean, but you were also saying that you feel like you kept up pretty well with your friend that was champ two. 
Yeah, I was playing with, we were playing threes, and my teammates were between Diamond 3 and Champ 2. I played, there's like a rotation of people I play with, and it was in that range. And you were keeping up pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I'd have some games where I wasn't doing too hot, but I'd also, I, I had more good games than bad, and I was definitely essential to the team. Nice. Well, then I, I look forward to seeing where you where you go next. What do you feel like is the next thing on your list that you want to fix to solidify your game? I would say really tuning in this mental process of being smart and dynamic on the field and looking for opportunities instead of just, you know, blasting the ball away and giving up possession, uh, really yep. fleshing that out. I think that'll help me immensely, but also getting better at reads and um, possibly taking another look at my controls and seeing if there's some more wiggle room, some more changes that can be made to uh, give me another boost in skill and potential. Yeah. That's really exciting. I am excited to hear about it. I don't think I'm going to do like a road to GC or anything, but I'm thinking about doing like something for YouTube with what I have planned for this new season of ranked. Yeah. I, I think any, any progress kind of storylines are extremely interesting. Uh, yeah. And I think valuable to the community to just kind of see what progress looks like, see what putting in the work looks like, and having something to model that off of uh, is would be very interesting. Yeah. My one thing I really want to do, though, is show off all of these other amazing people that I've met since I started YouTube. I've had people reaching out to me from with all sorts of disabilities and they still game, they still play rocket league and they're just incredible. Like in the four Crips first two champs video I made, I mean, there's a guy playing with his mouth, a guy playing with his feet. A guy playing yeah, that's crazy. That's so controller. cool. There's a guy I know that plays holding an Xbox controller, but his hands are backwards because of the disability he has in the way uh, his spine and stuff is, uh, messed up and like and and I could just list this on and on. I've met so many different people with all sorts of problems, but with all sorts of amazing solutions and skill levels. I mean, the guy that holds his controller backwards, he's like champ three and just really good. And I like I said, it's a long list. I want to do something that shows these guys off because it's incredible. That's that's crazy. And that, I think that would be really cool. I uh, I hope that you are able to follow through with that. I think that Rocket League as a game, as a community, there are so many different people that play the game so much differently and have so much to offer that I think it would be fun to see different people highlighted on a consistent basis. Yeah, definitely. Especially 
even though this game is so complex, it takes a lot of hand-eye coordination. It takes it takes a lot of coordination in general, uh, and it would be really cool to see how people have adapted the game in ways that even Psionics didn't necessarily originally intend to make it work for them. Yeah, that's what's really awesome about this game is that when the I, mechanics are solid enough to allow people like us to still not only participate, but really kick some ass to thrive. Yeah. To, to, I mean, there are a lot of people that would love to be diamond too. Oh, for sure. So for you to be able to create that for yourself and still feel like there is room to go is, is awesome. I think I can get Uh, champ. I think that's what my goal is for now. I am extremely confident that you would be able to do that. One thing that I would recommend you check out, and I don't know if you're already familiar with this website, but I talk about it every week. I just can't help myself, um, is calculated.gg. Are you familiar with that site? Yeah, I've seen, well, just as far as what I've seen in Sunless's videos, but oh, I, get, sure. I have the gist of what it can do, but I'm not very familiar with it. I can't remember what you were talking about specifically that made me think of it, but like in terms of what I've been thinking about and working on, which is just getting a little bit faster, and that actually made it click for me. Because one thing that has really helped me is thinking about getting into supersonic more so that I'm moving around the field faster. And it actually calculates the time that you're in supersonic. So you can see exactly how many seconds of the game you're in supersonic. Um, So in terms of like being able to move faster and things of that nature, that is really helpful. And then also it measures some kind of possession. So uh, it counts turnovers and it considers a turnover when you touch the ball. And then after you touch the ball, your opponent's, touch the ball two times in a row. Ah, that's cool. Yeah, so that is definitely worth checking out uh, just to look at those two different things so you can start getting an idea of like, wow, I'm turning the ball over a lot. It also measures out your average hit distance. So it takes all the hits that you had over the span of the game and then averages them. And then obviously, if you're just booming the ball down the field, that's going to be pretty high. And if you want to keep it low, then you know that you're working on keeping that number lower than you normally would. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, there's so many good numbers. If you're like interested in numbers or statistics and like really digging into how you're playing the game on the numeric side, that is the best way to look at it, in my opinion. Nice. There is also ballchasing.com, which is an excellent website. I will not say anything negative about them because they do have a lot of great stats on there. Uh, they just do it a little bit differently than calculated, uh, but I thoroughly enjoy calculated.gg. I am a proud patron of calculated.gg. Nice. Maybe, hopefully, one day they'll be a proud sponsor. Hey, fingers crossed, man. A girl can dream. You, you are so right. A girl can dream. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I think that we might be at a good place to start winding this sucker down. And 
you've listened to a couple episodes. I don't know if I was necessarily going through the same process in the episodes that you listened to, but we're going to start doing that uh, right now. And we start that off. I start that off with uh, opening up the floor to you to share any final thoughts that you might like to share with the audience of Chasing Grand Champ podcast. I had a guy message me the other day on Discord and he said, why do I suck at Rocket League? And I immediately asked him if the Scarab was his main and he said no. And I said, well, there's your answer. And then he sent me a sad face. And then I told him, then I seriously started asking him questions to figure out why he might suck. But at the end of it, it just came down to uh, telling him that it's just time and practice, but a lot of it is mentality. You're not going to get better if you can't be in a good mindset while you play. Because if you're constantly thinking about how much you suck, how much you want to get better, but you can't, or if you're just mad all the time, none of that is healthy. None of that is going to help you improve. So for me, the main thing is just always having fun with the game. I always play better when I'm smiling, when I'm laughing, when I'm having a good time. And that starts in your own mind, but a good way to get to that point is to have some good friends to play with. And if you don't have that, try looking for them. Because once you finally get that, it makes the game a hell of a lot better. But if you don't have that and you can't find that, you're going to have to do it yourself. It'll be a little harder, but you can still do it. Just remember, it's just a game and it's supposed to be fun. Amen. And there are so many good communities out there for you to join, to find people to play with if you don't have people that you play with consistently. There is a lot. Yeah. I've seen a few Discord servers. I mean, really any Discord server, you can hop into like Sunlesses, Rocket Sledges, you know, anyone big like that and find people to play with. And a lot of the time, people that are in those kind of communities, they're good people to play with. It's, you don't typically find toxic people in that setting. Yeah. All right. Next step of our final phases is where people can find you out on the internet, also known as the plugging section. <laughs> um, I, my primary sources are YouTube and Twitter. YouTube's Quadnik, Twitter's Quadnik tweets. Um, I do stream, not as much as I'd like to, but that was just from the trouble lately. I'm getting back into it. That's Quadnik TV. Because someone took the name Quadnik and just left Twitter or Twitch right after they did. They don't do anything with the name. That really pissed me off. But yeah, Quadnik TV. Um, so you should be able to get it eventually then. Yeah, I got it. I'm set to get an email when it uh, becomes available. Oh, nice. But yeah, for now, it's just with the TV at the end. Sure. Okay. And all of those will be linked below, of course. Uh for your following pleasure, please be sure to do that because I'm grateful for you taking the time. And finally, uh, if you have a question 
that you would like to ask of the Chasing Grand Champ listener slash community something. I mean, it could be anything uh, that you would like to ask of the people listening to the show. You know, I uh, heard you go through this with Verge in that episode. And I was like, damn, how's he gonna how's he gonna answer this one? That's tough. And of course he nailed it. And I've had all this time to think about it, but I don't think I got anything. When's when's the last time you had fun in Rocket League? How about that? Hmm. And if you can't think of the last time you had fun in Rocket League, maybe you need to change something. A good question followed by an excellent statement. Very good. Uh, brought to you by Staples. Brought to you by Staples. <laughs> Hashtag fake ad. Uh, so thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with me. Uh, I hope that you found this enjoyable and fun to uh, chat for a little while. I certainly did. Um, uh, I was pretty nervous leading up to it, but yeah, you made it easy. You're great at this. Hey, that- well, thank you. I meant what I said. That first episode was like one of the smoothest first episodes for a podcast I've heard. It's pretty impressive. Thanks, man. I I appreciate that. That first one, I was really nervous, not only because it was like setting the stage for the show, Mm -hmm. but I had also just like randomly messaged Turtle. Like I have no prior relationship with him whatsoever. And he was just like, yeah, that sounds cool. I think (laughs) so. I do know Achieves. And so I think I might have messaged Achieves and been like, hey, you want to put a good word in with Turtle for me to see if I can get him on this podcast that I'm starting? And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And so Turtle agreed to it, which was awesome. And I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better first episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, It was it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, So, yeah, that was fun. And I, I appreciate the compliments. Um but fortunately, a lot of the guests, I mean, I, I have no complaints about any of the guests. The guests have certainly made it a lot easier and enjoyable as well uh, to, to make this show what it has become. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great learning experience, too. Like, I got a lot from what Birch had to say, not only Good. about Rocket League, but, you know, going after things you want, that kind of thing. It's, yeah, this... This is a good listen. I like this podcast. I'm definitely going to be listening from from here on out. I did not pay him anything to say that. <laughs> he he said that on his own accord. Can I take cool, man. Hand, can I take these handcuffs off now? Sure. Okay. Do go right ahead. Well, I mean that's that's all I have. I'm not letting you say anything else. And so that means that this podcast is officially over. Goodbye. Bye.